What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? It's not every day you get a chance to interview an Olympic medalist. That's why I'm truly honored to welcome this week's guest, Herbert Douglas Jr., the oldest living African-American Olympic medal winner. In addition to his athletic achievements, Herb also became one of the first African-American vice presidents in corporate America and actively paved the way for others to follow in his footsteps. If that's not enough, Herb is also a philanthropist, filmmaker, and a dedicated mentor to many, including yours truly. Can't tell you how grateful I am to have him on the show. So thanks for stopping by. This is a special one. A chat with Olympian Herb Douglas Jr. on Sports 360. Today I am honored to have with me on Sports 360, Herbert Douglas Jr. Herb is a businessman, a philanthropist, a mentor, and he is the oldest living African-American Olympic medalist. Herb Douglas, how are you doing today? Fine, thank you, Jeff. I'm honored to speak with you because I remember 20-odd years ago, you came into my office, you and your wife, and she started working with me, and we started one of the best uh, awards in memory of Jesse Owens. Yeah, I mean, and and I know you often joke about that, Herb, and said, you know, that we look like we were 12 years old or something like that. <laughs> you did. You look like you were 15 years old at the oldest. But it was a good relationship, and I'm more proud of you and Evelyn, what you've done in raising your children, getting them good scholarships. One at Pitt, my alma mater, she went on to Harvard University and graduated and got a law degree. I just think that's tremendous. And what goes with the with the good things sometimes, you lost a wonderful son who yeah. would have had a wonderful future because you were training him. Yeah. And, but that's life, and I know that you've adjusted. Yeah, and we continue to make that adjustment. Um, but certainly, Herb, I mean, so much that um, we have been able to do, and, and, you know, we'll touch upon this a little bit later, Um you know, has been because of you. I mean, and the influence that you've had in our lives um, as you've had for so many, because you are and continue to be an inspiration and an example to so many. You've touched so many lives serving as a champion for others on, on their life journey. And I include myself in that. So I am so happy to have you on the show today, Herb. I really am. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's, it means a lot, and you became like family. 
your wife was like family, and she helped me so wonderful in developing the Jesse Owens Awards. And they mounted to where they were one of the best international awards uh, behind an athlete in the world. And uh, as I talk to her today, I can see how she is. How many years ago was that? That was 30 years ago? It had to be. I mean, we're talking in the in the mid to late 80s. Yeah, that's true. That's wonderful. Yeah. And this is what we have to do. We have to pass down the richness of our experiences to young people so we can keep the ball rolling. And I've seen that you're an ordained minister now. And I'm just really proud of you and, 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 and happy to say that you're my surrogate son. <laughs> well, that's an honor that I will accept for sure. That's that that's that's wonderful. And 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 again, so much that that you know we do, and and um, so much that I try to do is is based on on your example. Um, now, Herb, you you've lived, and I know you're a humble man and, and a modest man, but you've lived a remarkable life, and and you're still going strong at, at 97, still swimming, still involved in, in all kinds of projects. And um, what's your secret? What's your secret to staying so active? Where does your education begin? It begins in the home. Right. And I had a wonderful mom. I had a wonderful dad who went blind when I was five years old, but he taught me how to be positive. And later in life, he taught me how to be not only positive, but stable and kept me going. And he taught me four basic principles that I use today. And that is to analyze, organize, initiate, and follow through. Now, you may get the formal training, but you follow these four principles, they'll help you with your formal training. Yeah. And, and I know Herb, you've ingrained that into so many and to, to analyze, organize, initiate and, and follow through. And now your dad, you know, you, you mentioned that he went blind, um, when you were five years old, uh, but yet he was a businessman. You were born and raised in Pittsburgh and he was a businessman in, in Pittsburgh, right? I think owned several parking that, garages. That is and, true, yeah. My dad had started in the business a few years before he went blind, and he continued. And he was in business for 30 years. And of those 30 years, he, he developed other senses that made him a wonderful, a thorough uh, businessman. And he gave service. He, he, he taught me how to give service regardless and he he did a good job he did a good job on me that's why i was able to go into corporate america and become one of the first african-american vice president but getting back to the athletic standpoint the reason i started the jesse owens award is because in 1935 jesse owens electrified the world established three world records and tied one. And then if you include the uh, the metric races, he uh, established four. And uh, that was quite an accomplishment in one afternoon. And the bottom line was 
He was an amateur athlete and didn't win the Sullivan Award. The next year, he established one Olympic record, one world record on a relay team, and tied the world record in the 100 meters in the 1936 Berlin Olympic Games, and he went on and tied the world record in the 200 meters, and he still did not win the Sullivan Award. So we were traveling, and we went through Indianapolis, and Jesse was touring with me, and he stopped, and he went back to the lobby, and I said, I, after that, I went back to the lobby. I said, Jesse, why did you stop? He said, because I never won the Sullivan Award, and that's the one thing that hurt me in my athletic career. I thought I should have won it, winning four gold medals at the Olympic Games, and not winning the Sullivan Award was something that I always regretted. Hmm. And so that's why you created the awards in his honor? That's why I started the Jesse Owens Awards. And I didn't go domestically. I went internationally because I wanted to let the world know. And sure enough, of the winners, most were the United States. But there were quite a few uh, international athletes that won the Jesse Owens Award. Eric Hyden was our first winner, athletic winner. He won five gold medals in speed skating. He won every individual speed skating from the 10,000 down to the 500,000. Tremendous. And I doubt if we'll see that duplicated again. Vitaly Sherbo won six gold medals in gymnastics. Tremendous. He lives here in the United States, and I'm going to try to have him join us when we have our next Jesse Owens Award Gala. And then Carl Lewis, the only person to duplicate Jesse Owens. He won four gold medals. Concentrating on the gold medals, African Americans have done rather well, and I thought that the 1936 Olympic Games was a renaissance period for African-Americans. And the reason, Jesse Owens won four, but there were four other athletes uh, and to win gold medals of color. And that was a total of eight, 55% of the total 15 that they won. And that was a renaissance period. And that was Metcalf, who was on a relay team when they won. Um, Cornelius Johnson won the high jump. Archibald Williams won the 400 meters. And my mentor, my friend at the University of Pittsburgh, Johnny Woodruff, won a gold medal. So those four extra gold medals, coupled with Jesse Owens' gold medal, that was a total of eight, 55%. And that's when I figured that that was a starting point. That was a renaissance period that we could run through and jump as well as anybody in the world. Yeah. And for you, um, seeing that, I, I'm sure that encouraged you as a, as a young boy, because you were a standout athlete in school as well in football. Yeah, I won three. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, they encouraged me. Johnny Woodruff right there at the University of Pittsburgh, close friend. God bless him, he's gone. In fact, all of them are gone. All of them are gone but Archie Williams. And that's that's life, how life passes by. And that's why I want to keep their names alive as much and as long as I possibly can and pass it down to the other athletes who are coming, like Edwin Moses, uh, Roger Kingdom. These are the athletes that will continue to keep in mind that these nine athletes on the Olympic team in 1936 were the ones that laid the foundation for us to know that we could compete in athletics as well as anybody. Mm. Now, Herb, when you were in school and you were 14 years old, that was the first time that you met Jesse Owens. Um, yeah, my mother took me. She was ahead of the. She was ahead of the time. She took me over to, to meet Jesse Owens, and I was 14, and I was a decent athlete, athlete in in junior high, middle school, whatever, and. As I met him, I said, Mr. Owens, I run 100 yards in 10-4. I, I, I long jump 22 feet. And he said, you did? And he said, well, you did better than I did. And I, later in life, I knew he was talking through his teeth. But <laughs> he was encouraging me otherwise because he said, you stay in school and get an education. And that's what I did. Yeah, because um, you, you you attended and graduated from the University of Pittsburgh, um, and then you yourself competed in the Olympics in 1948 at the London Games and won a bronze medal in the long jump. How how thrilling was that for you? Well, it's always great for anyone to stand upon a podium. And they played the national anthem. They didn't play it for me. They played it for Willie Steele. He was the winner. He won the gold medal. And Bruce from uh, Australia won the silver. And then I won the bronze. But to stand up on that podium and reflect back your life and with the national anthem playing, it's something that's difficult to explain in words. It's an emotion that, you know, that you're one of the best in the world. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and then you won the, the, the bronze in 48. And then after that, uh, shortly after that, um, you started your business career first as a sales executive for Pabst Brewing Company, and then later with Shefflin and Somerset, now Moet Hennessy USA. And as you said, you became one of the first African-American VPs in, in corporate America. Um, but it wasn't just about you, was it? I mean, you, you spent a lot of time throughout your career opening doors for other people. And to what do you trace that commitment, Herb, to help other people and to open the doors for others? Well, you got to pass down the richness of your experiences. And... What was somewhat equal to winning an Olympic medal is when I left um, 
Sheffman and Co. When I retired, I left three African American vice presidents, and you could have been there, and I'd have made you a vice president. <laughs> but, but in essence, um, that meant a lot to me because it showed progress of African Americans not only in what sports, but also in corporate America. And we went on, and we had quite a few CEOs uh, and presidents of companies. And we continue to grow, and we're going to really continue to grow um, as as years progress. And and as you look on television, you can see I could I could very I, I couldn't even name one national anchor on television. Look at the television people we have today. It's just amazing the progress that we're making. Right. Okay. Now, Herb, we we touched upon um, the Jesse Owens Awards, and I just want to be clear for those who are listening to know that so that they know that you started the Jesse Owens International Trophy Award and then later the and Jesse Owens Global Award for Peace. For Peace, yes, that's right. And as I told you a little while ago, I started it primarily because Jesse Owens, after winning four gold medals in the uh, in the uh, 36 Olympics, didn't win the Sullivan Award and did not win the Sullivan Award a year earlier when he established three world records in one afternoon and tied mm-hmm. another. And I I asked him, and I vacillated for about five or six years, and then when he passed, I went to our company, and they said, Herb, this is something that we must do because he made such a contribution, and and look at the African Americans that he influenced. He he influenced me. Uh, I came right behind him, and he influenced uh, Harrison Dillard, who won four gold medals over two Olympic games, and Mal Whitfield. He just did a wonderful job in inspiring us, and we were nothing but kids. And it's interesting, you know, it's hard to pass by without saying that. Sure. And, and you know, when you look at the award recipients on the trophy award side, you know, you mentioned Carl Lewis and Edwin Moses, Sebastian Coe, Michael Johnson, Flo Jo, Serena Williams. I mean, those are some pretty um, impressive names yeah, there. Vitaly Sherbo, the greatest gymnast of all time, and now we have an African, Simone uh, Biles, the greatest female athlete of all time, the greatest gymnast, and uh, the greatest winter Olympian individually. Uh, Eric Hyden won five gold medals in one Olympic game. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm emphasizing. Carl, the only one that duplicate Jesse Owens. Right. Now, um, we talked about the trophy award. Um, the Global Award for Peace, you also, I mean, we, we're talking about some on the world stage, 
some remarkable individuals who won that award. Uh, Kofi Annan, the United Nations Secretary, uh, President George Herbert Walker Bush, Ted Turner, Nelson Mandela, and Muhammad Ali. I, I remember uh, going to meet Mandela and asking him, and he thought it would be an honor to to uh, to be to receive an award in memory of, of Jesse Owens. And all of them are like that. Another who gave one of the best speeches was Bush 41. He he, he gave a tremendous speech at the Waldorf Astoria when he was a recipient of the Jesse Owens Global Award for Peace. And that was bringing togetherness together. And... Uh, we that's what this award tries to do show peace among all people mm. yeah now herb as as we move to today i mean you're still going strong i know a couple of months ago a book was published um on your life it's called the, launched the life of olympian herb douglas and it's published by the Senator John Hines History Center, which is affiliated with the Smithsonian <laughs> Institution. Um, so congratulations on that. Um, that well, thank uh, on you. Book that was published a, a few months ago. Um, and then you also, and you alluded to this earlier, are in the planning stages of another Jesse Owens gala. So uh, you, you're still... Yeah, we're going to write another book, a narrative. This book that we have uh, is a pictorial uh, biography of my life. And a lot of people like it, and I like it also, but I want to go to more in detail uh, about pertinent things in my life. Yeah, the, the phrase that you had said earlier, you want to pass down the richness of your experiences. And I think, you know, doing that can have such a benefit for so many. So. I, I sure hope that that you're able to 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 write that book, and so that you can pass down those experiences, because um, a lot of people could benefit from them. Well, without a doubt, we uh, we have to pass along what we have learned because it doesn't stop. Um, and so, Herb, I mean, I I just want to touch back on that point about passing on experiences, because like. For me, and I and I talked about this briefly earlier, the impact you had for me, and I just have to share this because in in a lot of ways, I'm doing what I'm doing because of your help and your encouragement because I dropped out of college, as you know, and yeah. <laughs> I was out of college for like eight years, and you called me one day i was selling I was selling doors, and you called me, and all you said was, "You got to get me your s a t scores." I didn't know what you were doing or what. So I got my SAT scores. I gave them to you. And then the next thing I know, you and I are sitting on the campus of St. John's University. And, you know, the school officials are talking about giving me a full scholarship, books and tuition to attend mm. St. John's. And I had been a dropout. Yes, Wasn't that the Jackie Robinson scholarship? Yeah, I think so. And it was a four-year scholarship. And that's how I was able to go back to school. And then in my junior year, you started calling me and telling me that I had to go to law school. 
And I wasn't even thinking about going to law school. <laughs> yep. Man. I wasn't even and thinking about it. And you did it. Yeah. yeah but you did it. And, um, and then you haven't stopped yet. You're, this no. is just a phase of your life that you're going to keep going. I started the Jesse Owens Awards when I was 57, mm. and you're my age now. Right. Uh, when I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you you watch. You're going to stumble onto something that's going to take you to another plateau. Yeah, but wherever I go, um, I, I know that I owe a lot to you for the help that you offered to me along the way. And so I just have to publicly say how grateful I am for that. And, and I know that what you've done for me, you've done for so many others. Um, so I think it's just a, a testimony to, to who you are, uh, not only what you've done uh, in terms of business and athletics and everything else, but just to, the, the man that you are. So um, just wanted to make well, sure I said you. that to you while I had a chance. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, because what really means something to me is to hear someone come back and say, hey, Herb, you know, when you told me to do this, I did it, and look where I am today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and, and most of the time, I couldn't have become a lawyer. I was pushing you into something that I couldn't do. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't think I could do, but I guess I could have if I concentrated. Sure. Yeah. And I got that from one of the guys at the baseball commissioner's office. And I, I was telling him I wanted you to go and and become get a, a master's degree in education. He said, no, no. He said, you tell him to get a law degree. That's where it came from. Mm. And I had never thought about going to law school at that point in, in my life. You were the first and only person that encouraged me in, in, in that way. And so when you started doing that, I was like, go to law school. What is he talking about? I'm just trying <laughs> to get to undergrad after being out of school for so long. But you never gave up. You kept you kept at it, and I, and so I applied and got in, and the rest is oh, history. I knew yeah. you, could, you can you can learn anything you really wanted to, but at that time, uh, law degree was good. Today, I would say get a law degree and get an MBA at the same time, mm -hmm. and corporations will be waiting at their door to bring you in to welcome you. I have seen it. Now, how long will it last? I don't know, you know, because things change. Sure, but sure. When well, I came up, you, you wanted to be a teacher, lawyer, <laughs> a preacher, too. And, uh, that was part of our curriculum. And then to teach. And the reason I went into corporate America, because I know my dad had prepared me well. And I been a, 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 around enough people of non-color to know that I, I could work as well as any of them. And that's what we did. And like, you know, in, in, uh, corporate, uh, in, in the corporate world and then even in the athletic world. Um, I never dreamed that I'd get the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Olympic Committee all I want to do is compete. 
but mm-hmm. it's changing. And these young children in track and field, they got a wonderful opportunity to not only get awards, but get employment and a statue and keep going. I know uh, over at <laughs> Carnegie Mellon, the, the, those kids are all pretty sharp. And I said, you know, if you really want to make it out here, get a law degree and go into business and analyze, organize, initiate, and follow through. And I said, oh, what did I say? They they said it right behind me. They said, <laughs> analyze, organize, initiate, and follow through. Right. And over Carnegie, you know, Carnegie New Mellon. And I've said the same thing other places, and they stumble a little bit, but they learn. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but again, it's it's the trailblazers. It's the trailblazers like Jesse, like yourself, and like some of the other athletes that you mentioned that paved the way for for those of us today, and, and not just in athletics, but in business, too. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we yeah. owe we owe a debt of gratitude to all, all the work and the and the doors that were opened by people like you. As long as you can convey it in a sincere manner, I think you know we can progress and and be beneficiary to any company we work for. So what's next for you, Herb? What's on the immediate horizon? I know you're up to something. You're always up to something. Well, I I knew when I retired, I just couldn't sit down at 65 years old. So I I produced a a film. I co-produced with Bob Lott. And we're going, we go to different schools, show the film, and then talk about uh, business. Sometimes... uh, Harrison Dillard will join me, and we talk about business. He he was uh, uh, chief of business in the Cal in the uh, uh, Cleveland school system, so he, he he's pretty sharp. Well, I I team up with different guys, and one time we had uh, a civil rights guy who really went against the grain, and that was John Carlos uh, when we show the film. And we get a lot of points across that are beneficiary to the young people. Yeah, but what's the, what's the film about? Oh, Renaissance period of the African-American in sports. That's what I alluded to earlier. I guess I didn't emphasize it enough, but... It shows how the 36 Olympic team, uh, uh, with their colored uh, athletes, and that's the way a lot of them addressed us at that time, not African-American. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they did, they won uh, eight gold medals out of the total, out of the total 15. So with nine athletes... Uh, uh, very few percentage of the total team, they won uh, 55% of the gold medals. And I emphasize gold medals because that's what most people remember. Uh, I get introduced a lot of times as a gold medalist, and I have to rectify it yeah, because that's, that's the lingo that goes with winning an Olympic medal. 
Yeah, sometimes I do that too. You know where I say, Go "Oh yeah." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you correct me. Well, that's on normal. That. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, but, um, because we're so centralized on on uh, gold medalists. Right. Right. Um, and and you know for for those of us who you know are you know who watch sports and are sports fans and you know I, for me I, I think anyone who wins a medal and I don't know if this is the way they do it her but are, are only the gold medalists considered Olympic champions or all three medalists? Oh no, that's all they can say. They're the champions. Mm. And I've seen you take like uh, Owens. Owens won a gold medal in the hundred, and the next week Metcalf beat him. And so you got to win it at the right time. Right, <laughs> right. It was good to talk with you today. Well, no, it was good for me. It was mutual. We should meet like this a little more before I die. But I'll yeah. see you. Okay, I'll make my way to Philadelphia and get you out of the house. Okay, that'll be great. Yeah. Okay. Thank thanks a lot and you keep going. Okay, I will Herb. You, Thank you. Make you. those things happen. Then how do you make them happen? Analyze, analyze, initiate and follow through. <laughs> That's right. Those are the four keys right there. Analyze, organize, initiate, and follow through. All right, I'll see you. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Herb. All right, ciao. All right. It is a privilege to know Herb Douglas, and I count myself blessed for having the opportunity to interview him. Herb has been and continues to be a tremendous inspiration to me personally. He also has encouraged and helped countless people across the globe, and he stands as a shining example of what it truly means to sow into the lives of others. If you'd like to learn more about this remarkable man, You can always start by Googling him. You could also purchase his book, or you can go into the archives and watch the 1984 film, The Jesse Owens Story, where Herb was played by Emmy and Tony Award-winning actor Ben Vereen. Any way you choose, you'll be glad to find out as much as you can about someone I consider to be an American hero. Mr. Herb Douglas. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time on Sports 360.